So joining me and Dave right now is Tancredi Palmieri, Be In Sports correspondent from Milan. Tancredi, thank you very much for joining us. Buongiorno, guys. So we are here, of course, to talk about Antonio Conte, who earlier this week was confirmed as the next Chelsea manager. Of course, Tancredi, a man with a reputation for success, three Serie A titles at Juventus, as well as two Italian Super Cups. Uh, what are your thoughts on Chelsea appointing Conte? Yeah, for a second I thought you you said that I was a man of recognised success. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, that, that as well, that as well. That's Antonio Conte, he got a 100% converting rate on, uh, um, on Serie A because uh, when he's taking a club from the beginning of the season because uh, he was in Serie A with uh, Atalanta uh, but he took the club in the middle of the season and he's a manager that needs to be there uh, working uh, on his team since the beginning of summer and well as you can hear today all the head all the papers are on uh, are on Antonio Conte it's a huge opening uh, home, um, opening page for Gazzetta lo Sport is called Conte of London this is the guy that Chelsea need to establish consistency along the season. Uh, there is only one thing that is working against Conte, that he's taking one and a half, I would say. The biggest one is that he's taking the job in the same year when Guardiola is taking the job at Manchester City and probably Mourinho is taking the job at Manchester United. So his excellence might not be enough. Uh, but the other uh, half issue is the level of language he will be able to speak because uh, Antonio Conte is uh, absolutely a master of uh, tactics but he is uh, completely a trainer of minds and of men so he needs to communicate at, the, at his best with players uh, otherwise it could be like some cases for example Prandelli that it's hard for him to go outside Italy because he's someone that needs to communicate with his players, although if they are two, kind, two different kinds of managers. But still, the language is a barrier for him. I'm thinking also about Marcello Lippi, and many times was linked to Premier League, but he never moved abroad, and for that reason. So, mm. yeah. Another interesting issue surrounding this appointment, Tancredi, is the sort of the match-fixing trial that's going on. There's some uh, accusations that Conte knew about match-fixing earlier in his career. Can you explain to us a little bit about that and what the potential outcome of that will be? Okay, obviously I'm not a judge and, uh, and I can't give a <laughs> sentence. Um, but let's recap in a few seconds. Well, first of all, Conte was already um, on a sports level because what you are mentioning now mm. is normal trial, uh, what is in court, in normal court. So, uh, and that is a, a, co uh, a trial for uh, sports fraud, which is, uh, um, which is a crime in Italy. Mm -hmm. Outside of sport, it's a proper crime. Um, so Conte was already suspended um, in football for three months, uh, two or three years ago. So long, uh, so so easily uh, three years ago, uh, he was suspended for three months, and he was in charge of Juventus, but he couldn't be there officially, so he couldn't sit on the bench, mm -hmm. he couldn't he, he couldn't speak uh, in um, in uh, in press or in anything, uh, and also he wasn't there on the bench uh, when uh, when Juventus was playing uh, in UEFA uh, in UEFA fixtures, uh, but. 
so he, he was found already guilty for failing to report. This is a different kind of trial and for spotting fraud, as I said. And there is also a new uh, witnessing that is adding to what we uh, knew before with this. And it is about another player that witnessed that uh, he was there when the things were mentioned and that uh, he didn't do, he basically, he, he was made aware of it, even if he wasn't part right. of it in organizing it, he was aware of it. Mm. So I would say that there are many things pointing in that direction. Then mm. anyway, it's one thing is the sports trial, another thing is the is the normal trial. Okay, interesting. It remains to be seen then the consequences from that one. But see the consequence. The consequences in sports. Uh, I don't know. I think you. I think in sports there wouldn't be. I mm. think the consequences would be that he could be sentenced to jail for six months. But wait, 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 wait. But when the sentence for to jail is under uh, under uh, three years, if I'm not mistaken, five or three years, depends on the kind of crime you commit. Uh, that is just converted in um, in a kind of uh, fine or uh, kind, yeah, kind of fine or uh, something like that. So you don't really go to jail. Mm. You are sentenced to that, but you convert the fine and other thing. Okay. So we'll, we'll put that aside uh, for a second then. You sort of said there that you think Conte is the right man for Chelsea. We've sort of seen he's got a, a reputation for being a sort of no-nonsense manager. He's been described as the Italian Mourinho over here. Um, we've even seen some questions about whether he's the right man in the British press, looking at the fact that, you know, Mourinho so spectacularly fed out with his squad at Chelsea, who imploded at the start of the season. We've seen some questions over here whether he's the right man. In Italy, he's known as the hammer, apparently. Well, he's a hammer. He's probably a hammer even more than Mourinho, because Mourinho is anyway establishing an empathy with uh, his players uh, that Conte is not establishing but is getting uh, them to the edge of what they can give uh, uh, to the cause. So if you speak with uh, uh, players of Mourinho, uh, just scrap off this last year at Chelsea, scrap off the last year at Real Madrid. If you speak with a group that he had, um, always it's like you are speaking with a a, a wild bunch of soldiers and their sergeants that had to that were um, parachuted in Vietnam to free some soldiers, some kind of special, uh, special, uh, I don't know, uh, unit, yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, they speak about each other like someone, uh, like you don't hear commonly in football. It's not like that about Conte. They still are very committed. What Conte is able to create is. Uh, get the best commit possible commitment from the players mm. but there is not this uh, camerading between the two parts like with the Mourinho so mm. um, there are some points of similarity but we are really we are actually talking about two things that are different what it is similar is the I can say really the 100% focusing that you get from both Mourinho and mm. Conte and the preparation of the game and everything this though is different in fact as uh, what is becomes similar is that after a couple of years mm. after three years maybe the maximum the relationship between Conte and the players is getting a bit uh, weird because uh, it does get asking too much, you know? Yeah, the uh, this Yeah, this reminds me a lot what I heard uh, from the group that were trained by Fangali. 
Um, I heard that a lot from Barcelona, from Bayern Munich. Like after two years, two, three years, people are uh, fed up with, uh, with the Van Gaal. <laughs> and Conte maybe is doing that even more. He's not giving up. Like, it's really... Uh, Conte, he, he just, if he wants the target, he just doesn't care. He's going straight to the point. Mm. Um, he's able... Uh, okay, I will tell you this. Uh, so he was focused completely focused on this episode uh, oh, sorry on the on getting the record uh, for Juventus uh, at the third year he was there um, record of points the title was already won since since a while since uh, something like two or three weeks mm. so there were like only two games missing to the end so the players had accomplished absolutely to their test everything was perfect and fine so they were playing the game before uh, it was the second last game, and it was against Cagliari, already relegated. Now imagine how could be the attitude of, some, of, of a group, of a, of a team that won the title already since three weeks, mm. so many points, playing against at home against a relegated team. And he was doing this video lesson about the opponents to mm. his players, that you can imagine what, what the attitude could be. So all in a, all in a sudden, Gigi Buffon broke in, well, broke, walks in the room, he's the captain, and interrupt the, the lesson and say, uh, sorry, mister, but we should speak, uh, I have to speak with the, with the guys about the uh, prize, uh, the fee we are going to get from the club for winning the Scudetto. Okay, you know, it's like, usually it's the captain that is uh, taking yeah. charge of this thing. It's not something like to die for, no? Well, Conte gets completely mad. Completely mad. <laughs> this is it. And, uh, uh, Man, with Buffon, with Buffon, it's like he's standing and he saying, you are an idiot. You are sorry for saying that. You are a fucking idiot. <laughs> and of all these people here, you are the most idiot. I could expect this from everybody, but not from you. He takes the DVD, yes, with him. He throws it to the wall and he storms out of the... Of... So this is Antonio Conte. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> Doing that to a player who's uh, deemed untouchable. It's a, yeah. like a psychological, very smart psychological thing for a manager, as you say, to get the most out of their squad when, you know, maybe they're getting complacent. I think that's a, that's a good illustration of how intense he maybe is as a manager. Um, you sort of talk there about how he's he's different from Mourinho in, in many ways. Tactically as well, uh, he's quite different from Mourinho. Obviously, the 3-5-2 formation at Juventus brought him great success at the club. Um, how do you think he's going to change the way Chelsea play? Well, um, Mourinho is... Uh the prophet of the 4 2 3 one, mm -hmm. when, that, when that is possible for him. Um, Conte was a prophet of 4 4 2 um, that many uh, uh, renamed 4 to 4 because his two wingers were extremely offensive. What happened is that he changed later to the 3 5 2 when at Juventus during the summer camp um, he had this. He had, Two new signings in in, in midfield, um, Pirlo and uh, Vidal, and he wasn't aware of the level of Vidal. And along the summer camp, realized how good he was. He had already Marquisio that was in the starting eleven. So he said, "Okay, I have this three. This doesn't make any sense to the team. My point is, I have to play the best, and I have to adapt myself to the best. Mm -hmm. That is a huge, a huge, in my opinion." Indicator of great uh, of being master of tacticians because he realized that he had to change what he believed for to make the best for the Juventus. 
there he went for the 3-5-2, and there the 3-5-2 won the first Scudetto's that won for himself, even later mm. on when he replaced Marquisio with uh, Pogba. So um, I would say that it depends from the kind of squad yeah. he's having and the kind of signings he will be able to get. Mm. But uh, in principle, he would go for 4-4-2 or 3-5-2. Or three five two. Probably mm. he has already won more with three five two to probably prefer even that the first uh, lineup he, he was choosing. But to be honest, uh, see Chelsea got a very fluid situation. William selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Fabregas, uh, Azar, players that can play in different positions uh, for that. And so I wouldn't be sure with what Mourinho mm. will go. Sancredi, you mentioned there that he, he changed to this system in a summer camp after, you know, seeing that he had two, three central midfielders of real quality. Do you feel it was um, more than that in a way where a lot of teams were playing a narrow 4-4-2 diamond in Serie at that point and obviously playing a 3-5-2 completely counter, counters that formation? Do you think it was a combination of him stumbling on it that kind of then sticking with it and realising that this really works against a narrow diamond? No, 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 I think it was his decision. He stumbled on the Vidal signing. The Vidal signing was, uh, was coming from Juventus, not from him. Also... Uh, he was chosen by Juventus, but he didn't really have still the status uh, to be the one arriving at Juventus saying, I want this and yeah. that. Obviously, the club is speaking with the manager about the signings they are doing, but he was arriving from being promoted twice, not from winning three Italian titles. So, mm. it's different. Uh, he stumbled on Vidal and he was uh, uh, smart enough to understand, OK, I have to change for, uh, for the good of the, of the team. We've seen some uh, suggestions over here that he might employ a 3-4-3 and that he wants to bring yeah and he wants to bring Juan Cuadrado back to the club he's obviously out alone at uh, Juventus at the moment okay Cuadrado is not starting but as whenever he started or whenever he came from the bench actually he was one of the most efficient uh, in in the game personally I think that he should start but probably Allegri uh, doesn't want to give too much uh, offensive uh, uh, offensive attitude to you wants to keep things under control. That is reasonable, reasonable anyway. But what you, what you should know about Quadrado is that he was probably the point of uh, uh, breaking with uh, Juventus, between Juventus and Conte. Because when Conte, uh, Conte left Juventus uh, four days after the beginning of the summer camp. Uh, this is another issue of him. Uh, sometimes it's too stubborn with, uh, with what is being. That happened. I covered him since the, since the beginning of his career when he was at Bari. And his good relationships always ended because of something like that, because of a, a stubbornness that would have needed only a bit more of patience and would have been sold. And that was uh, with Juventus. 
um, he got impatient because he saw that they were not doing the signings he wanted. He was pretty uh, burned by the European failure he had. Uh, he suffered the, the, the year earlier because, uh, honestly, Juventus was eliminated in the semi-final of the Europa League by Benfica when the final was at the Juventus Stadium was kicked out by Galatasaray in the group stage and he there to say that uh, the fault wasn't of him, was uh, of, the situa of the financial situation. He said, well, what's the point to arrive to semi-final, to quarter, if anyway we are not going to win, which was a bit unacceptable. And also there to say, uh, okay, we can't, we can't think to sit in a 100 euros restaurant with 10 euros in the pocket, which is a bit a slap in the face for the for the uh, owners, and the owners aren't whatever owners, it's just the richest family in Italy, you know. Uh, Quadrado was the breaking point, as I said, because he wanted, since one season Quadrado, Quadrado was costing a bit, because it was uh, approximately 28 million of euros, something like that, something like that. Uh, there wasn't a good relationship between Juventus and Fiorentina. He lost patience, and he gave up, and he resigned from Juventus. And, and now he got the chance to have Quadrado at Chelsea. So, honestly, I would be pretty surprised that he would leave Quadrado go. Also because he's the kind of winger that actually he never had since being promoted with Barry, since he was playing the for, uh, for two, uh, moving, uh, uh, mutating into, into the 4-4. Four four. Um, at Juventus, he doesn't really have a winger like that. So maybe that could help to, have, to play again the 4-4-2 at Chelsea, for example. Or, as he's doing with, uh, with Italy, 3-4-3-4-3. Uh, uh, another player that's been linked in the past week or so is Leonardo Benucci Tancredi. This is a player that Dave believes is massively underrated. Obviously, the Juventus defender. Do you think he'd be a good fit? For the system, yes. Uh, as quality of defender, absolutely, because, uh, because uh, there aren't at the moment so many centre-backs uh, in the world uh, reliable, and he's absolutely one of the top ten, maybe even top five, but surely one of the top ten, and there aren't so many around. My issue, my problem, is that these kind of players sometimes need a bit to adjust to mm. when they move from Serie A to Premier League. That is the only thing. And uh, anyway, he got a, an English style uh, in defending, in marking, mm. because he's very physical. Um, I know that in England, defending is more, is more uh, physical than tactical, while in Italy is uh, 100% tactical. But I would say that among the, the kind of Italian defenders, probably is the most English one. The, the final player that he continually is linked with, apparently, is his number one transfer target for the summer, is Romelu Lukaku, obviously doing amazing things over here with Everton in the Premier League this season. Someone that apparently Conte tried to sign for Juventus a couple of seasons ago. So this one kind of adds up, even if the fee may be massive. Yeah, Lukaku, to be honest, um, he wasn't really someone that Conte said, OK, Lukaku or, or die. Mm. It was a possibility. Also because two years ago he had a, he had a pretty solid, uh, a pretty solid uh, uh, forward pack yeah. with Tevez and so on. So it wasn't really the priority. It was one option for Juventus, for which Juventus was in talks. Um, I think it could be an option 
for Chelsea account as well, for contest of Chelsea as well. But to be honest, I think I, there are, uh, it's very fluid the situation with center forward and with forwards. Mm. So I will stand by. I don't know if, uh, if, uh, if only Lukaku will be the, 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 the target or if that will be the primary target, the primary target because the priority, because the thing, the things are fluid. I mean, and, uh, I don't know, Higuain, so many names and might move. Um, it's the first time. I hope for Conte will be ambitious, you know? Because when you are at Chelsea, uh, the ambition has no limits. It's like, maybe in the end you won't be the one cashing out the most. But ambition, Chelsea got the, the good thing of belonging to that six clubs that got no limits when they want to spend something. So I hope for content that he will be ambitious. It's definitely going to be a very interesting summer, I think. The, the reports over here are that you know, Costa is determined to leave the club. Obviously, the squad needs uh, some to be revitalised, really, and they need to, to sell a number of players in order to get those replacements in. You know, John Terry is kind of one of the pillars of, uh, of Chelsea's early success. It looks like he's going to leave the club this season and next season in the Premier League. We're going to have so many top-class managers. Conte for one, Klopp, Pochettino are already over here, Pep Guardiola's coming, and maybe even Mourinho is going to be among those managers. Looks like he might join Manchester United, could go up against Conte, which would be an interesting matchup, won't it? Yeah, yeah, as I said, it's, it's, to me, with all the due respect to Pochettino, but I think that it should go... I mean, I, I thought he's doing his best, but it should go to get the league this season, because the next one... <laughs> Conte, eh, Guardiola, Mourinho, and I would add also Klopp with Liverpool, with Klopp uh, having a, a solid summer to do signings, maybe not at the level of the others, but mm. I hope that, that the board at Liverpool will give him at least a, a 90 million euros budget. I mean, uh, that. I hope, I mean, think about what are the, the, the possibilities for Liverpool. I don't want to mm. change topic what we are talking about here, but no, no. think what, what is the budget of Liverpool. Think how much the, the house needs to be refurbished compared yeah. to the others. Think about the status of a manager they hired. I mean, if they don't give him a, a budget for signing this summer of that level, they are doing everything wrong. Mm. We, we sort of talked about over here that Conte, the Chelsea, is one of the worst kept secrets in football. Um, Mourinho to Manchester United is another one that seems everyone knows it's happening, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. Have you heard anything about this this uh, this news and whether it's actually happening or not? Is there any confirmation yet? Uh, well, from what are my sources? Two months ago, he reached an agreement. Uh, with, uh, with Manchester United, so it's like it's another uh, worst kept secrets in, uh, yeah. in football, yeah. and things aren't still uh, be uh, haven't been released yet, only because they are they are still assessing things about his whole salary. Okay. This is one thing I have to tell you. I've been struggling a lot to find out exactly what his salary is, because uh, so and. If I've been doing that for some time and I still didn't get the information, it's because then uh, uh, things aren't completely decided about that, that, that topic. And also because they don't want to uh, take, take the, how can I say, to harm the race of Manchester United for the championship because in the end, um, I, I, in the end, uh, this could harm, this could take establishment to the to Fangal 
um, because many things are going to change for uh, United if they don't qualify. You might reply, okay, so why City did that? Well, good question. Uh, probably because <laughs> that was linked to uh, other uh, things that were in the same mechanism. So uh, Ancelotti accepting for Bayern, Ancelotti uh, not going uh, to City, in fact, uh, but actually it wasn't that. See, what there has always been the first, mm. the first uh, target, and certainly not going to unite more than, than the other. So that move was linked to Bayern Munich and to another manager. This one is uh, on his own, so this is allowing to keep the secret more than that, that in that case. Finally, Tancredi, then, what are your expectations for Chelsea next season? Conte will be expected to at least secure qualification for the Champions League. I mean, do you think he will be able to finish in the top four with all these top-class managers and all this competition in the league? Yes, I say, I say yes in the top four. I wow. say that it starts with a, with a normal target, with the acceptable target of the third place. And that is what he has to achieve, uh, to say, okay, you, do, you did your job. No, you did, your, you did a good job. You did the job you were expected for. Mm. Under that, he underachieves. Over that, he, over that depends also from the signing and the transfers he will have. But, yeah, I would say that in the starting grid, he, he start, at the moment, it starts from the third place. Mm. Fascinating stuff, Tangredi. Thank you very much for joining us. If the good people, if the listeners want to find more of your work, where should they go? Uh, everywhere. <laughs> I'm bragging, I'm bragging around. No, no, no. Well, uh, Twitter uh, is Palmeri, my account, or if it depends on where they uh, listen from, if they are in the States, they can see me, unfortunately for them, almost daily on uh, Dean Sports, uh, or they can uh, uh, read me on Who Scored uh, or uh, see the blog that I'm there. Uh, if they don't find me, I will find them. <laughs> there you go, Tancredi <laughs> Palmeri will find you. Tancredi, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for you. Grazie, guys. Bye.